Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome back. This is The Law. It's your legal light. It is your health law. And we're talking law for prosperity. And I'm sure... You have been wondering exactly what we intend to talk about. Of course, uh, on the flyer, we also have the uh, ECOWAS written in there, Law for Prosperity, ECOWAS. So all the time we talk about local issues, matters that, you know, we educate you on things that concern you as an individual, private person, and sometimes just around here in Ghana. But we are not an island. We are part of the Committee of Nations. And beginning from West Africa, Africa, we belong to bodies that must ensure that our welfare, our prosperity is achieved. So we have to be concerned about what must happen at that level. Echoes. Is what we are talking about as far as the law is concerned and what can be done to make it better and bring us prosperity. My guest is George Bafo Asare Free. He's a lecturer, Faculty of Law, Gimpa. Thank you very much, sir, for making time to join us. Please unmute your mic. Okay, um, whilst he... Hello, can you hear me? Great, I can hear you now. I hear you now. Hello? I hear you now, very clearly. Hello? Yes, George, I hear you very clearly now. All right, Hello? so... Yes, George, can I can you hear, hear you clearly. It does appear that you cannot hear me now, but let's rectify that. And once we are done with that, we'll get into our Law 101 uh, like we did last week, this week, we are taking one popular issue again in the legal uh, fraternity or in, about law, about our constitution, about our elections, about our presidents, and give you some closure, so to speak, on that issue. That will be Law 101. Hello, George. Yes. Great. I can hear you. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. Good afternoon. Great. Thanks Great to have you. Right. So, as we always do, let's go first to the Law 101. And on the Law 101 today, we are looking at the Constitution of Ghana, 1992, Article uh, 60, Clauses 6 and 7. It reads, the Vice President, uh, that's the heading, the Vice President and Succession to the Presidency. Clause 6 of Article 60. Whenever the president dies, resigns, or is removed from office, 
the vice president shall assume office as president for the unexpired term of office of the president with effect from the date of the death, resignation or removal of the president. Clause 7. Where the unexpired term served by the vice president under Clause 6 of this article exceeds half the term of a president, the vice president is subsequently only eligible to serve one full term as president. So, George, help us with the education on the back of what the Supreme Court did in the course of the week, that a member of the society, Ken Crunchy, went to the Supreme Court asking that President Mahama, if you look at the Constitution, the terms of the Constitution, it does appear that he cannot be contesting elections because of having served part of the term of President Mills and having also been elected and served one term. Help us with some education. The Supreme Court, of course, right. threw him out. All right. Thank you very much, Samson. Um, with the constitutional provision that you indicated on the screen, per Article 60, Clause 6, and Clause 7, Article 60, Clause 6 should be read in tandem with Clause 7. For example, or before I even give an example, let me just go straight to the interpretation. Mm. To me, it's not ambiguous. It's very clear that where the where president dies, we've got a constitution in the weight of the framers contemplated that there is a possibility that one day a city president may die, a city president may resign, or for any reason that president can be removed from office. So the vice president, as we know, is basically the deputy to the president. So in the absence of the president, it is the role of the vice president or the vice president who assumes the position of the president. Mm. The constitution, based on the wisdom of the framers, indicated that where the president dies, the vice president assumes the office and has to serve the unexpired term of the president who is no more, whether by reason of death or by any other reasons that have been enunciated in the constitution. The Article 60, Clause 7, which is very, very important for this case, talks about the fact that where the unexpired term by a vice president under the Clause 6 that has been stated does not go beyond a certain um, duration here, which is half. And we know our presidents um, assume office for maximum two terms. Four years, four years. Let's compare the facts to the principle or the law that has been now shaded. Mm -hmm. I think the president, I think President John Ebatata Mills died on the 24th of July, the year 2012, which was, I think, on a Tuesday. And um, the then vice president who became the president was sworn in 
into office on the 25th, which was a Wednesday evening, something like that, if my memory serves me right. I think the speaker was uh, Joyce uh, Bamford Addo. And the, and the Chief Justice was uh, Her Ladyship Georgina Wood, who has retired now. We were going to have an election in December 2012. So if you are to do some mathematics, if you deduct the date that he was sworn in as a president, and we subtract it from when the election was to be held, it was even being more or less like less than six months. That's correct. A few days to six months. So in my opinion, based on this calculation, the constitutional provision, which is very clear, since he didn't serve more than the half of the unexpired term, he was still eligible, or, and he's still eligible. So, to, so if he has served half of the unexpired term of President Mills, he would still have qualified? In my opinion, if it's more than half, Okay, the constitution says more than half. Yeah, if it's more than half, I don't think. If it's more than half, I don't think he would have uh, qualified. Okay. So in my opinion, I think I agree with the decision of the Supreme Court. Mm. But I don't want to go into the other thing that right. they said. So actually, they didn't go into the merits of this matter, I, as we, we can see, uh, technically, uh, technical knockout, so to speak. Thank you very much, um, George for helping us with the Law 101. So that is the education that we intend to give you here on the law uh, to begin with. And it is uh, Article 60, Clauses 6 and 7 of the 1992 Constitution that we have just shared with you, that if the president dies or he resigns or he's removed from office, the vice president will take over. And when he takes over, he or she takes over, he will serve the unexpired term of the president from the date of death, resignation or removal from office. And he continues in seven to say, where the unexpired term said by the vice president under clause six of the article exceeds half of the term of the president. And the term is four years, as you know. The vice president is subsequently only eligible to serve one full term as president. So if you do more than two years of a president who dies, stay, then you can be elected to do only one more term. John Mama was elected to do one term, but he had done only six months or less. He didn't serve uh, a period exceeding more than half of the term. Now let's get to learning about Africa and about ECOWAS and what the law can be used to do to make sure that we get the full benefits of this important body. So George, we have all been thinking this ECOWAS has been unhelpful, maybe it's useless, we should just scrap it and, you know, individually as countries, just think about what we can do for ourselves. And you show up with this paper and you say something can be done. Help us out. What can be done? What is wrong in the first place and what ought to be done? All right. Thank you once again. Before we go to what can be done, I would crave your indulgence that um, 
I give one or two information about ECOWAS because it appears um, this program is very, very educative because I'm sure some of my former students, some of my friends, my mother, my brother, my siblings, and my mates at the law school, primary school, wherever, and some of my current students are watching, so it's very good for them to know some of the things. That's right. I used to teach ECOWAS law some years ago at, at the faculty. All right. So we know that uh, this uh, Economic Committee of West African State was um, set up in 1975. On the 24th of July, 1993, there was a revised um, ECOWAS uh, treaty. So basically, most of the treaties, most of the things that were there have been revised. Have been revised. The there are several articles in this protocol. There is Article 27. There is uh, Article uh, Article 3. There is Article 4. There is Article 52. There is Article 55. There is Article 59. I will focus on a few of them because they are very, very important for our discussion. Right. For example, Article um, 2E is on this economic union. Article 3 is on the aims and objectives of ECOWAS, which was about the establishment of some joint procedure, common trade policies, removal of barriers between states or among states in ECOWAS. Article 4 is on the fundamental principles. Article 52 is on committee of the central banks of ECOWAS. Article 55 is on the creation of single regional central bank. And Currency. I'm sure we've heard of the currency before. Article 59, which is on the immigration. For example, Article 59, clause 3, is on the implementation of these immigration policies at the national level. But <laughs> the thing is, we have all these nine laws, mm -hmm. but the implementation has been the issue. For example, let's talk about the uh, WAMS, that's West African Monetary Zone, that's one of because per Article 55, they talk about the fact that creation of a single regional bank and the currency. So they've set up this WAMI, West African Monetary Institute. Um, the aim of this institute is like it's a technical committee that is to seek to the setting up and the in Washington, our leaders are fighting the obesity epidemic by making sure that their health plans cover obesity treatments. If they would only do the same for the rest of us, we wouldn't have to make this ad. Tell our leaders, update Medicare policy to include obesity medications now. Paid for by the Health Equity Coalition for Chronic Disease. is Instacart my holiday rescue app? Because with Lowe's, CVS, and Michael's, I got <clears throat> 12 inflatable snowmen, 11 rolls of gift wrap, 10 strings of lights, 9 menorah candles, 8 cedar garlands, 7 snowflake bake pans, 6 ornament sorters, 5 artificial trees, 4 festive wreaths, 3 ceramic reindeer, 2 stocking hooks, and a better match on dating apps. I wish. Download Instacart to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Terms apply. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. 
No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Take as little as three minutes to see if you could save on motorcycle insurance with Progressive. Come on, you've spent more time than that trying to name your bike. Hmm, how about the Crusher? I guess it's not really crushing anything. The Silver Bolt? No. Oh, oh, what about Pepper? Mysterious. Is it a pet or a condiment? Surprise! It's a motorcycle. Uh, no, that's stupid. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Realization of this uh, West African... Um, um, Single currency? Central bank. Okay, central bank. Yes. So my checks tells me that upon the if this central bank is set up, the national central banks will be like um, uh, I don't know what the right word. Maybe you can help me. Um, Maybe we say branches. Branches. Thank you very <laughs> much. Will be the branches. Um, let me give an example. If you go to the French-speaking countries, so even in Nicaragua, we have something like, uh, even though it's not, it's not written somewhere, but that's my, my, my understanding. Mm. We have kind of two blocks. We have the French people and the English people. The French people, um, they, all have, they all use the cipher. If you come to English-speaking countries, Ghana has its own currency, Nigeria has its own currency. Sierra Leone has its own currency. Liberia. And uh, um, I think I've mentioned all the English-speaking countries. Yes. But APS, uh, Guinea. Guinea doesn't speak English, but it has its own currency. But one of the fundamental principles of the core is forward regional integration. How are we going to integrate if we have different currencies, using? We are not going to get to anywhere if we do not come together to have one currency. My checks indicate that this um, uh, West African Central Bank, um, they are still in the process of setting up. And even this eco. Yes. My checks tells me that they are supposed to implement it by 2027. I'm sure we've heard of it before some time ago. I don't know what happened. They have extended the deadline so many times. Yes. So you see, inflation, especially inflation and other things, other economic indicators in the English-speaking countries, we can't compare ourselves with what pertains in the French countries. I mean, um, interest rates in the French countries, because they use one currency and they come together in one way or the other. You know, we have all these protocols in that by now we should have had these institutions to help us develop proper as a sub-region, mm. thereby leading us to the concept of this prosperity for ECOWAS. So Apart you say these institutions, uh, first, a central bank for the ECOWAS community, and second, a single currency, the ECO, to help in our trading. Please, please go on. Yes. And uh, another problem that I'm going to talk about is uh, this 
re-movement of goods and services and patterns. I'm sure we've all had some experiences. So this re-movement of goods and services, um, it was first set up by a protocol called 1979 protocol, A slash P slash 1 talks about relating to free movement of persons, residents, and establishments. There was a further supplementary protocol by name 1985 supplementary protocol, A slash SP.1 slash which was on the conduct of a code of conduct for the implementation of the protocol for the free movement of goods and persons. There was a further uh, supplementary one called the 1986 supplementary protocol A slash SP.1 slash 7 slash 86. I mean, there have been several uh, supplementary protocols. And even uh, these several supplementary protocols. I don't know whether we have been able to achieve it. Mm. I doubt. And I'm sure you bear with me because as I'm about to go into details, you may even speak to certain things. The implementation for this, uh, for example, this protocol is supposed to be done in three phases. Phase one, phase two, phase three. Phase one talks about the right of entry. Phase two talks about the abolition of visas within ECOWAS. Phase three talks about the establishment. I'm sure most of us know the right of entry, the abolition of visa. For example, as you all know, now the ECOWAS says you don't need any visa to go for any national of ECOWAS to enter into another country within the ECOWAS. That's right. Uh, right of entry, I'm sure, I mean, it is there under this uh, protocol. But we know what happens at the borders. Those of us who have gone or who have moved from one country to the other know. Sometimes they are forced to pay something to them. I mean the immigration officers and the customs officers. Sometimes we ourselves also give them something because we want to underdeclare uh, the value of the goods because you don't want to pay the appropriate work taxes. If you compare ourselves with, for example, EU, those of us, okay, I've not been there before, but I'm sure one day I'll go there. Mm -hmm. Those of us who have traveled to the EU countries, we see what pertains there. I'm sure they understand and they respect their protocols on this free movement of goods and services. So, I mean, there are- Of course, they have, they have, they have achieved the single currency, the euro. Yes. yes. But we know they have problems. They, ha they, they got the euro. Uh, they were even trying to harmonize their legislations, you know, so to speak. So you had e EU laws that were binding or that still are, that are because of Brexit and others who have their own concerns. You can see there are a few problems there. Yes, no concepts. I mean, any concept that we have in this world would have its own problems. But let's look at the numerous advantages that they may have over the demerits. You see, I mean, because sometimes you move from one country to the other, even within the and sometimes they treat you as if you are not even part of them. Mm. 
Some that we even treat foreigners who are not part of ECOWAS even better than some of us at the entry point. So definitely there will be problems. But I think that uh, with their central bank and with their single currency, I think it has brought more economic stability than what we have in our parts of the world. Yes, so you are proceeding to, as you, are, you identify the problems, the things we set ourselves to achieve under ECOWAS. And anybody hears ECOWAS, economic community. It means an opportunity for us to have a bigger economy because we do have a bigger economy, except that we are not together. And therefore, in a fragmented fashion, we are unable to achieve much. So as see. you identify the roadblocks, as in the problems, you're going to what it is that we need to do. Okay. In, my, in, in my opinion, I think we have to adopt something, a concept called supranational governments for ECOWAS sub-region. Somebody may ask, what is this concept of this supranational government, or what is this supranationalism? Supranationalism is a concept that refers to the transfer of some of the powers from individual countries to a larger entity, such as, for example, ECOWAS. EU has it. UN has it. Other institutions have it. Um, I checked from the ECOWAS website, and um, um, I saw a word either, but <laughs> it's not something that um, I believe um, they have officially thought about it. But before I even move forward to talk about the advantages of the supranationalism, mm. I think, in my opinion, to some extent, they are doing something like that. For example, ECOWAS passports. I'm sure I remember in 2016, I think it was on the 25th of July, I went to US, then somebody, in fact, where I went to, I didn't know anybody there. Somebody met me, a person asked, are you from Ghana? I was happy this person was from Ghana. No, the person comes from Ivory Coast. And I asked her, why did she know she go off my passport? Because of the ECOWAS um, yeah. logo. ECOWAS and SIDAO, right? For the francophone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's why I said I think they are doing something, but not they have not maybe they don't they don't know the concept, in my opinion. And you apart from that, this card we call Ghana card. You know it's not supposed to be called Ghana card. That's correct. <laughs> so I think from I mean from today we should stop saying Ghana card. It's ECOWAS card. You know ECOWAS logo and the ECOWAS is written boldly. On top of I it. think it's because mm. of uh, maybe possibly the reintegration or the integration that they want us to uh, achieve. So these are, in my opinion, these are the little things that maybe they have started doing to help us to achieve this supranationalism. So the question is, what are some of the advantages of this supranationalism? First of all, you say what we do need to make the ECOWAS objective successful is a supranational government. Yes. And you have explained that uh, supranationalism simply means uh, giving up some of your national sovereignty, is it, to another entity? Yes. In this case, ECOWAS. Yes. Okay. 
Now, go, go ahead. You are going to talk about the advantages. We can see what the difficulties will be that the president of Ghana, you are seeking to weaken his power. President of Nigeria, you are going to weaken his power and give it to somebody else or some entity at ECOWAS. I, I can imagine how that is the major reason we are so where we are. Please go ahead. Yes, I think so. I think, yeah, you know, most of our power drank, they don't want to give parts of it. Yes, uh, even I'm sure when it comes to the central banks, imagine they have to even give some of your powers, it should be a problem. Then, in my opinion, if we don't want it, then we should just abolish ECOWAS. Mm. Because, so, you know, mm. we mm. have... Sorry? Go ahead with the advantages. Okay, thank you. So one advantage is that it creates stability and peace. For example, supranational governments can help to prevent conflicts and even promote uh, cooperation among member states to be specific on economic and military matters. It is believed that um, um, since um, or the major factors that have prevented conflicts in the EU zone is because of these concepts. They, because they have a common foreign and defense policy mm -hmm. which is enforced by all central governments. Another one or another advantage of this supranationalism, in my opinion, is uh, about economic growth. Economic growth. Supranational organizations, they can stimulate GDP growth. They can even create more jobs. They, that may even lead to higher wages and pensions. But I know it is very unlikely when it comes to the national government because they are, most of these national governments are interested in um, their political points from their constituents, which may even cause them to overspend. Another advantage of this supranational government is about the concept of internal markets. Supranational organizations can create internal markets and domestic demand. This is because free markets compel states to buy from states at even lower cost as opposed to the tariffs that are imposed on goods from outside the supranational governments. The third advantage, in my opinion, is that of the free movements. Mm. For example, we have these free movements in the ECOWAS protocol, both the, ori sorry, the ECOWAS treaty, both the original and the revised one. But we haven't what, achieved it properly. We haven't achieved it because, in my opinion, most people want to protect their security, their national security, as against, of, as, as against thinking of protecting or coming together for us to work as a team. For example, if we have this free movement or if we realize this free movement that have been enshrined in the ECOWAS Treaty, which has been revised, which is still in it, it can create free movement of labor, it can create free movement of goods, it can even create free movement of services, and it can even create free movement of capital. Capital, we know, money. Because sometimes the cost of borrowing in Ghana may be higher than going to another country to borrow. I hear the French countries, uh, the, the interest rate is uh, better than those of us here. The ECOWAS or, or the supranational government can also give member states collective influence when it comes to global affairs. Because the voice of many states has more force 
as opposed to fractured voices mm. of many. And we know what pertains here. These are some of the advantages that uh, I may talk about. With, I mean, time may not allow us to talk about. Right. So, you can ask. so, so this supranational government needed in the sub-region to liberate, you know, and, and make us more economically powerful and bring prosperity to us. Is it, is it, does it operate like federalism, like a federal country? Okay. All right, I get you. Not necessarily so, but uh, what I'm proposing is that, you know, um, most, if you, if you check the ECOWAS Treaty, it gives the national government the authority to implement whatever decisions or whatever they agree. Mm. But for selfish interests or for political gains or for whatever, it becomes very difficult for them to implement. But if we have this as part of ECOWAS, then we have independent people, people who know their job, who don't fear, um, you know, most people are appointed by their government, so they are there to serve the interests of their government. But imagine you, who, yeah, you, you can be a Ghanaian, but you may be very independent. If you are appointed over there, I'm sure you'll make sure that you do what is expected, because sometimes you may even have liability clauses in your contract that if you do not do this and that, this will be the repercussions. So because we have different countries in West Africa, it may operate as a federalism, mm. but we shouldn't have various head of states to head that institution. But if head of states are to head that institution, it will not work. So what, what, what will you say is the reason we have not been able as ECOWAS to achieve this kind of supranational you know, government since it was set up and the ideals continue to elude us, except the few that uh, you mentioned, which appear not to be that difficult to do. The, the you know, the passport issue you mentioned. Uh, there is also the aspect about, I think, customs, that they seem to be doing something in that regard. Uh, movement of people and goods. It's, there seems to be still some difficulty, even though there's some progress being made. But it appears the fundamental institutions that we need to propel it is what is lacking. The central you know, government, uh, bank, the community bank, and then getting the eco, single currency, so that we will not be buffeted by the dollar all the time and our economies continue to, you know, wallow. I think the main issue is about uh, the enforcement. The enforcement or the implementation. Um, we have all these things, but most, most of us or most of the country don't have the political will mm. to enforce these things. If we change our attitude and we do what is right by enforcing what these various protocols or what the mother treaty has indicated, we can achieve it. 
We have to give some of our rights. We have to see some of our rights. We shouldn't be too comfortable. Give out some of the things. Move out from your comfort zone. Give it to people who can do it. Give it to the supranational government. Give them a, a task. Give them liability provisions and other things, and they can do it. How, how does all this failure or the unnecessarily prolonged attainment of the ideals, how does it tie in with the AU now that we have and the object of the, uh, the free, continental free trade after? Because it does appear now that after has become the most potent vehicle. In Washington, our leaders are fighting the obesity epidemic by making sure that their health plans cover obesity treatments. If they would only do the same for the rest of us, we wouldn't have to make this ad. Tell our leaders, update Medicare policy to include obesity medications now. Paid for by the Health Equity Coalition for Chronic Disease. That we are seeking to use to bring realistic economic independence and prosperity to Africa. Hmm. This after I have my own personal reservation. Maybe I can share for the purpose of our viewers and our listeners. It's a good concept though. But in my opinion, it's like decentralization. We started little by little. We started, for example, decentralization in local government to start from districts. If you're able to do something, then you go to the national. If, for example, this concept of AFSA, they were to focus on the sub-regional blocks to make sure they have come together to achieve economic integration to refer to the successful implementation of all these things. So the after, I personally think, um, we, it's, it's like the slogans. Uh, so many nice policies, those, but um, I think the, it's too ambitious. Mm. We should focus, they may still have the after, but they should still focus on the sub-regional groupings to make sure they come together to achieve this economic integration, try to help them to achieve whatever the objects or objectives are at the after. Other than that, it's very, very difficult for them to implement whatever they have. You can have all conferences and all those things, but it's very, very difficult. So the, the same sort of selfish, you know, kind of posturing by our individual countries is also manifested in the uh, sub-regional blocks you have ECOWAS, you have COMESA, you have SADEC, you have the EAEC, you have the IGAD, all of these two. You are saying if we could harness, come together for the Africa project, it will, it will be the best thing to do. And still, yes. it's about the supranationalism. Yes. 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 Because, you know, we have nice, at the sub-regional level, we, we still have the SADC, like you mentioned, the other sub-regional groups, they have very nice policies. But selfishness and other factors mm. prevent them from achieving, because sometimes you don't need to be told what you have to do. Are there no practical differences 
language barriers, geographically how we are scattered around the place, are these all not barriers that do not assist? Yes, there may be barriers. But uh, senior, uh, I have to call you senior because you know you, know you are my senior at the bar and we lawyers, we don't know. <laughs> um, if we go to the EU and other countries or other regional blocks, they don't speak the same language. French, Spanish, Portuguese and others, but they have achieved it. It's about our attitudes. It's mm. about our attitude. So... The, the, the thing is that if we're able to work the ECOWAS well, um, the more we come together under the economic block, what the integration will do is that it will make goods you know, and services cheaper for all of us because we have available. good, cheaper and you know, for all of us. So what do you think it will take? to get to what you are proposing through your paper. First of all, okay. um, uh, let, me, let me bring some example to you that it is uh, recorded that the, you have, when it comes to inter-regional trade, intra-regional trade, you have the, I'm looking at the, African Regional Integration Index, uh, that publication, 2019. And it shows that it gives you a compelling reason for integration properly. Whereas intra-regional trade in Africa averaged a paltry 13%. It was as much as about 60% in Europe. That's the advantage you were talking about. 60%. Yes, yes, 60% in Europe. In yes. Africa, it was averaging 13%. Uh, North America, 40%. And in the Asian, about 30%. That's, a, that's the advantage we miss by our fragmented wanting to be powerful in our small corners, right? That's so. Because as you know, you know, the North Africans are more united. They do things together. They have common policies. And they stick to the achievement and implementation of whatever policies that they have. But we are fragmented. We think you are better. You know, anytime I travel, you see that uh, I, I speak to people. So, oh, for example, yesterday I, I went somewhere and I met an Ethiopian. Oh, Ghana, how are you, how are you doing? I said, oh, we are doing good. But, you know, <laughs> we know what you are going through. But I was very, very charitable because I didn't know the person for the first time, because of the fact that we want to be independent. Yeah, we are independent, but if you are independent, why do you then call for ECOWAS? We have to interdepend on each other and come together. But if you want to protect, for example, your security, your markets, and other things, mm. then you can get there. You have to come together. You have to have common foreign policies, common... I, I'm sure you remember... Let me just give an example. You remember ECOMOC some right. time ago? Right. I think they helped uh, uh, to fight the people in Liberia. As part one of the supranational mm. government, which means... As they say, in, in unity is strength. That is so. Undisputable. 
So how do we get to where you are proposing under uh, your paper uh, that you have uh, delivered? Okay. So some of the things that um, I'm proposing are one. Um, we should foster a common foreign and security policy for the region, and we have to coordinate diplomatic actions, positions, and representations among the member states. We should also develop a common market, even though we, we have it as a concept, but we have to practicalize it. A common market and a monetary union, even though we have the WAMIS, that's West Africa Monetary Zone. But it's not all the countries in West Africa that are part of it. We have to walk the talk on that. We can also strengthen the ECOWAS Commission as the executive organ of the community by granting it more autonomy, resources, and competence to initiate, implement, and monitor relevant policies. And I think we should also enhance the role and authority of the ECOWAS Court of Justice. You know, we have the ECOWAS Court of Justice. They are delivering judgments, and individual countries don't want to obey those judgments because, yes. because you know, they are independent. Yes, that is because... But, you know, this ECOWAS Court of Justice is even one of the uh, principles enshrined in the ECOWAS Treaty. Professor Wimana I think, had a judgment against um, Sierra Leone, the government or something. To date, it's quite difficult for him to enforce it. Then, if you're not going to enforce it, why do you have to even create that court? So we have to um, <laughs> enhance the role and the authority of this ECOWAS Court mm. of Justice. In fact, I, wrote a pap no, I presented a paper on this Ecowas Court uh, of Justice at the University of Florida that I may even share with you, uh, not now, but after this discussion. So these are some of the things that I am recommending mm. that we have to do. Right. But, but the question I'm coming back to is the supranationalism, which you say is the key. Uh, in your paper, you talk about giving Ecowas the teeth a case of a supranational government for the West African sub-region. So, because we are not getting there, or it is taking us almost how many decades to get there, how do we I get there? Because it's necessary. Ecuador uh, was set up, like I said, 1975 or so. So, those, 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 those of us who were born in 1975, we can do calculation. Mm. Almost... Um, 48 years? Yes, 48 years. 48 years. And still, we keep on having meetings. We keep on having symposia. We keep on doing this, and we haven't achieved it. It regards to the fact that we don't have the political will, and we don't want to... Um, and other factors that I may not want to be too open to discuss here. You are still here on That's the law, and this is your legal light. It is your health law. And today, we are going beyond Ghana and beyond your, the law for your private personal benefit. But of course, if you look at this, it's also maybe deemed in, in similar, you know, uh, dimension. Um, we are hosting George Bafo Asarefriye, 
who is lecturer faculty of law gimpa he um, a, we're talking about the law for prosperity talking about ECOWAS, and he has one big bullet that the supranational government is what is needed to bring ECOWAS to be able to fulfill its uh, mission for our sub-region. Our time is run out. I was going to say, I'm announcing the phone line. You can, you can join us with uh, questions or comments, but our time has run out. Um, maybe you can take one or two calls whilst George uh, concludes on how we can get together. So the, the laws that are made, quote-unquote laws, treaties, the, the laws that are made, brought into being this organization, what is the major uh, roadblock to giving the kind of supranational status that is needed to make it more effective? Please unmute your... Good. I can hear you. The law that created ECOWAS has given more powers to the national government when it comes to implementation of some of the decisions that they take there, which the national government would like to protect their own um, countries. They were never able to do the right thing for selfish reasons. But if we want to come together to form an economic integration, then it will be very difficult for them, for ECOWAS to have the teeth to bite, to make it very efficient in the promotion of the economic cooperation, the peace and security, and the political integration among the member states. So we have to give ECOWAS that power by taking away some of the powers that we have given to mm. the various states. Okay, let's take a, a question or contribution from Prince. Prince, you're calling us from Koforidia. Let's hear you. Uh, maybe now that African countries, because of COVID and Ukraine, we are in trouble. If we come All together right. as one through a good law, what, what do you think? All right, thank you very much. Uh, always during you, your program has been the legal light, as you always do. But my problem is, why is it that we have not been able to uh, get all these things done? Looking at 48 years, 1975, that uh, ECOWAS was set. <laughs> then are we planning to run our economies in a circle? Or, because it's after, I see it's all at a joke because of something like uh, language barrier, etc. We're looking at our currency, how fragmented we are. So I think that we should, we should get that political will to execute all those things. Otherwise, you can establish institutions, we can always launch programs, but it's a white elephant. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we, we kept postponing the meeting the criteria for the economic zone or the one currency, the eco, for a long time. We even brought in NEPAD, right? I don't know. Uh, where are we going? Uh, uh, Nigeria, big country, big economy, Togo, Senegal, Ivory Coast, Niger, Mali, Mauritania, Guinea, Ghana, Gambia, uh, Burkina Faso, Sierra Leone, Liberia, Benin, uh, Kiverd. We can be such a force to reckon with. Please continue in, conclu in your conclusion. All right. 
So we all know all the problems. We can I can't say well, it may not be all the problems, but we know some of these things are very, very practical. Those of those of you who have traveled from, for example, the 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 harassment that you may you may experience on the Lagos, Tokunu, Tokunu, uh, Lomi, Accra, Abidjan, Ogadugu, Bamako, Conakry migration corridor. We know what can be done. This free movement of, um, I'm sure some, some time ago. Um, Take as little as three minutes to see if you could save on motorcycle insurance with Progressive. Come on, you've spent more time than that trying to name your bike. Hmm, how about the Crusher? I guess it's not really crushing anything. The Silver Bolt? No. Oh, oh what about Pepper? Mysterious. Is it a pet or a condiment? Surprise! It's a motorcycle. Uh, no, that's stupid. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. And Nigerians were trading in Ghana. And um, Ghanaian traders were not happy with it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this Equal Treaty has given them that power to come. But our GIPC Act will also protect certain things for that. Mm-hmm. So we should come together, have one common policy across West Africa. And we have to get that body that will see to the implementation so that a country that is failing to implement proper punitive sanctions will be uh, melted at that country. That's what I think we have to do. And we can all do this by the creation of the supranational government for the ECOWAS subregion so that it can have the teeth to bite, mm. to make it very, very efficient. Okay. Uh, let, let's hear Godwin. Godwin will be our last fortunate caller. Hello, Godwin. Thank you very much, sir. Mm. Let's hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I like what the professor is saying. And I think he's in line with uh, the major issues concerning Africa. Yes. I also think that uh, the Africa is too big for us to bite now as a continent. And if we can leverage on the top regional organization, I think it will help so much. Mm. And one of our problems uh, is that, you see, the Zero government are not committed to the mandate of the sub-regional organization. ECOWAS, for instance, you could see that we go for the symposiums and all the conferences, but the Zero government are not committed to, uh, to work out the policies of the organization. Mm. So you see that they just go for the meetings and after those, after those conferences, that's the end of it. And we, the citizens, we also have a role to play. Sometimes there are some uh, policies that are supposed to work even on our borders in the, in the sub-region. Mm-hmm. And those even those simple policies don't even work on the border. So the various restrictions of the market and those things are still there. Which... All right. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, he, he's, he's making a suggestion that we should be dreaming big, shouldn't we? If we say, you know, after is too big and we should concentrate on our small, like the Sensa, the Comesa, the SADEC, and the uh, ECOWAS, that's, that's not good enough. My comment? 
Yes, please. Yes, I think he agrees with me. We have to, like I compare this with decentralization. The smaller groups have to come together, be well integrated, have to understand themselves. For example, I think somebody was talking about this French, you were the one, the French, and if you go to, for example, US, you know, US is uh, an English speaking country, but because they are surrounded by the Hispanics, a lot of the migrants are uh, from these uh, Spanish communities. And they learn Spanish. So if we also want to get integrated, apart from the point that I've mentioned, we should also from the scratch learn the languages, for example, French, that we don't speak mm. here. Okay. Because we go to the French I, country. I, our, time up, our time is up. Our time is up. Will you choose Swahili? Will you do French? Will you do whichever? Shall we come to Ghana and say we'll do Akan or ever? Which one? Language issues, all of them come together. But of course, um, we can once we put our minds to it. Thank you very much, George Bafwa Sarifiye. He's a lecturer, faculty of law, Gimpa, and he's the one. Um, who did this paper on giving um, giving ECOWAS teeth uh, a case of a supranational government for the West African sub-region. Thank you very much. This has been the law. It's your legal lights. It's your health law. We'll come your way again next week with another edition. have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.